the things my family did I am not the voices in my head I am not the pieces of the brokenness inside I am light I am light mm. Hello everyone and welcome back to Being Inspired Radio. It's episode 15 and I'm Amanda Johnson and I feel really compelled to tell you all that, um, and many of you know this if you've listened to other shows or other episodes, I sit in meditation before each one and typically for 30 minutes and it's really um, a chance for me to get quiet, to open the channel, to turn on the faucet if you will and clear away any junk um, so that I can be super present and really an open kind of vessel, if you will, when conducting this show. And it also serves as really my weekly dedicated meditation time. My meditation practice has really varied and it has had its ebbs and flows over the past few years, and I find that my ritual with it um, is not as constant in terms of daily, but it is still weekly, and I may find other moments throughout my week to stop and get quiet. But I'm really sharing all of this now because I notice that I can I can tell when I've not gotten the, um, a good night's sleep, or maybe I'm not getting enough sleep. Um, or it's, you know, that time of month where my body's just super low energy because I will sit in my meditation and start nodding off and it was happening before this show. And so my energy level does feel really low right now. And I just felt like I needed to presence that for some reason. And maybe the reason I was to say that was, um, just as a reminder to all of us that, Energy ebbs and flows, how we feel ebbs and flows, nothing is constant. Um, that, you know, throughout our day, throughout our week, throughout our month, and certainly throughout our life, we have peaks and valleys. And I think, you know, all of that's okay. And also becoming more aware of that and more in tune with that. And sometimes it just is, and sometimes it is an indication that we aren't taking care of ourselves. And so I'm always gentle and curious when I notice myself falling asleep during meditation. And, um, you know, it could be that that's just where I am right now, or it could be that I need more sleep, whichever is fine. So that's not what this show is about today, but I, I felt like I wanted to say it. I really want to talk today about what it means to take radical self-responsibility. And I'm bringing that up today because I very recently have had an experience and this experience also helped me remember a few other times as well where I found myself in a situation and I noticed my default setting, that tendency. I've talked a lot about this lately 
what I have done in the past or tend to do, um, I noticed that that came up and what it was, was wanting to take blame for this experience, for this situation I had found myself in, or to feel as if I was at fault for it. And this reminded me of a few other times in my recent past where I similarly noticed, wow, I'm finding myself in an uncomfortable situation, maybe a situation that I wouldn't often say um, is good, it doesn't feel good, um, I'm maybe afraid how it's how how it's affecting others. So it's a situation that involves more than just myself. It it, it um, involves many people, and in in both of these situations that are coming to mind right now, I've had that that sensation of oh, this must be my fault. I must have caused this, um, and I found myself wanting to go immediately in to taking blame. Um, maybe even apologizing for what happened or, you know, running into my room and, and crying because, oh, I'm such a terrible person that I would have, I would have caused this. I would have brought this about. And I noticed that that was my default. That was my old way of handling these situations. Now, even though I can still observe that and I can still see that tendency want to play out I have much more flexibility when it comes to handling these situations. And I have new terms. I have new ways of handling this situation. And so most recently when I was presented with this again, I said, you know, I am not to blame. I am not at fault. No one is. However, I can take responsibility for my part. I did play a part in this. We are all connected. So the mere fact that we are all connected means that my choices and my actions will inevitably affect someone else and vice versa. And because we are all connected, we all have a role and we all have some form of responsibility. And that's what I what I realized recently and and one of the lessons I was able to take away from this fairly uncomfortable situation was we all play a part and we all have our our version of responsibility yet no one is to blame and no one is at fault. And for me what that means is I can then relate to the situation differently. Rather than beating myself up or going into some, you know, weepy cocoon of feeling sorry for myself or immediately going up and starting to apologize and trying to fix the situation, I can step back. I can stand in my truth. I can stand in my power. I can realize, okay, I am here. I have contributed to this. And now what is my role moving forward? Because that's the thing. When we can accept responsibility for something, when we can say, yes, I played a part in that, we now get to play a role and choose how we want to respond and what is our responsibility going to be moving forward. 
when I'm playing the, you know, the person at fault, when I'm sitting here thinking, oh my goodness, I can't believe what I've done. I'm not living in this present moment to now contribute to this situation in a positive way or in a meaningful way. I'm lost and trapped in my own self-flatulation or guilt or blame, which isn't going to help anybody. There's also the other thing about responsibility is when we first think of radical self-responsibility and when I first started learning about it and playing with it and really seeing it in my own life and what did it mean and how did it show up, the other thing that comes up for me is a lot of times we are not taking radical self-responsibility because we're playing the victim. So I kind of see, um, you know, there are these, these two ways where we are not taking responsibility. One is, is what I've just been saying, which is I'll go straight to taking blame or being at fault. And while some of us may think that's being responsible and taking responsibility, as I somewhat highlighted, it's not because we're not now in a position to do something about it um, in a constructive, positive way. The other way, a lot of times we offload our responsibility, which many of us are familiar with, and I know I have been many times in my life, is to play the victim. This is happening to me. Um, you know, other people are to blame. So depending on your temperament, depending on your life experiences, I, I would say one, we probably fall into one category or the other more often than not. We either take the blame ourselves or we put the blame on others. And so I'd be curious even for you right now to just kind of feel into that and, and think, well, where do I tend to go? And it's not that we won't, of course, um, play in both arenas at some point in our life, but I, I'm curious if we have a, a default setting. Again, I know for myself, I tend to play in this space that I am the one to blame. Doesn't mean I've never blamed anybody. And actually, as many of us know, as you know, we get to know ourselves, what we think about ourselves, we project onto others. So if I'm constantly taking blame for things, there's a really good chance I will then be pointing the finger at you eventually. But I only bring this up because I do see it, um, it's certainly both and, but there are these two areas that we can schluff off our responsibility. And so I'm, I'm curious for you to see which of the two are you um, more often practicing. The other thing I want to say right now about this radical self-responsibility is because we are all connected, it's super empowering for us to think, okay, I play a part. And I, I remember witnessing a teacher of mine um, express something. And at the time I had a, it was a bit of a leap for me to, to understand what he was saying. And I even probably had a little resistance towards it at first because I wasn't quite there yet in terms of my own, um, my own growth and evolution. And so what he was sharing felt a little too far out there. Um, but I was actually just reminded of it this morning and I can appreciate it so much more now because I'm a couple years further down my own path and on my own journey. But this teacher of mine 
he was, I believe, referencing um, September 11th here in the United States where um, the terrorist attack occurred. And it was a very tragic moment. Um, and I remember as he was reflecting on this, he shared with us that one of the first thoughts that came to his mind when he learned about these attacks was, how was I responsible? How did I cause this to happen? Now that's pretty intense. And the first thing I feel like I need to say about that is, it's when we take responsibility for something, we're not saying that it's not tragic or that we can't grieve or, you know, we can't feel saddened or distraught because those feelings and experiences are going to happen. And it's not even to say that whatever happened um, is necessarily quote unquote good. I would never say that the terrorist attacks are good. I would love to believe and I do believe that even through the most horrific and tragic events, we can um, see something happen out of that that could serve the highest good. And that is a belief that I hold. Um, but when I, so that's the first thing is that just because we are taking responsibility for something, it does not mean we are going to downplay um, the impact of what has happened. Also, the other thing that came to mind for me as I was thinking about my, what my teacher said, and at the time, really not being able to comprehend it. Because for me at that time, I remember thinking, what, what you're, how can you think you're responsible? How could I ever ask myself that question? Because at the time I remember thinking in order to accept responsibility for something, I would go into this place of blame. I would go into this place of feeling at fault. And so I would immediately go into this belief that it's all, you know, it's all my fault and I would start beating myself up. So again, I believe we need to learn that taking responsibility does not mean I am at fault for what has happened, but rather what I believe my teacher was saying and what I now see to be true is he was saying, where in my life am I um, attacking others? Where do I attack myself? Where am I in judgment of others? Where in my life do I act in a way that might teach others that it is okay to judge, to attack, to dislike, to um, maybe become violent in situations? So it's not that he personally flew an airplane into a building or even told the person to do it, but he was taking on such radical self-responsibility to see his connectedness to all things and his part in that and reflecting on where in my life am I doing these things even in very small ways, which is contributing to the larger effect because it is all cause and effect. There is no cause that does not have an effect. So every action that we take, every choice that we make has an effect. 
Now, I think it's also really important to be really mindful. And I think for myself, I had to come to this truth first before I could learn to fully take radical self-responsibility, which is everything happens for a reason. Nothing is an accident. Again, for me, that lightens the load of feeling like, oh my God, what have I done? Because that is a very easy thought to get tripped into, to fall into. When I'm first learning to take responsibility for my actions, I may fall into this idea of, oh my goodness, what have I done? I can't believe I've done that. But once I have learned to see the truth that nothing is an accident and that everything that happens can ultimately serve the highest good, then it's easier for me to say, okay, so then what's my part? Because I don't need to sit here and fret that this should never have happened. And again, I get that that's not easy, especially when we look at some of the horrific events that are happening in our world. And yet, it comes back to if we each are willing to take responsibility for that, we will then look at our actions. How am I contributing to this? And more importantly, what can I do moving forward? So it's great to reflect on our past choices, how we may have contributed in the past, but I think equally and maybe more importantly, it's to look forward and say, how can I now contribute to the solution? How can I now contribute to this, this tragedy, this event, this situation, to ultimately serving the highest good of all? Is it in new choices that I make? Is it in the way I show up? Is it the way I speak to friends and enemies? Is it the way I love myself and others? Is it the way I um, offer myself in, in service? What does it look like? And it's going to look different for each of us. But we're all fairly familiar with the magnitude of, of um, positivity that can come out of very tragic situations. And I believe it's because what's happening is we are all coming together and taking responsibility to see that things are different in the future. So it's, that's where we are called to take radical self-responsibility. And again, I think we look at it from a lens of, am I taking blame? Am I pointing the finger at someone else to take the blame? Am I recognizing that everything that happens is divinely orchestrated and is not an accident? Therefore, there is no reason for me to worry that what I have done is wrong, but rather can I now look at moving forward, what can I do? How can I contribute? And how can I play a positive role in the resolution or in the after effects of this situation. It's important for us to know that what we choose to do has an effect. It has a consequence. 
And I just saw a quote by Brene Brown today, which is something along the lines of, if we write our own, if we own our own story, we get to write the ending. If we own our story, we get to write the ending. And that is what responsibility is all about. It's not about feeling bad for what we've done. It's not about wallowing in blame or guilt. It's not about beating ourselves up. But rather saying, I'm owning this. This is my story. I play a role in everyone else's story as well. And therefore, I get to write how it ends. Radical self-responsibility leads to radical empowerment. And it takes time to get there. It can feel scary at first. Because we have to get over these beliefs that somehow if I'm taking responsibility, I've done something wrong. Or we have to get over this belief that it shouldn't have ever happened. We have to get over this belief that, well, I can only screw things up. I can't actually be part of the solution. Because if we can screw things up, we can be a part of the solution. And that's where the power lies. And so as I reflect on some of these very recent situations in my life where I was wanting to feel like, oh my goodness, what have I done? I was able to reframe that for myself. And I was able to say, what have I done to contribute to this? And more importantly, what can I do from this moment on to set a positive example, to help myself and others heal And to take this situation and its effects and ultimately have them be in service of the highest good of all. And that is my invitation to all of us. I feel very complete with what I wanted to share about radical self-responsibility, even though there's so much more that could be said about this topic. So I invite you to look at that in your own life. Where are you taking self-responsibility and where are you playing the victim or taking blame? It's an interesting question to ask ourselves. And notice where the fears come up around that because more than likely there's going to be a fear attached to taking responsibility for something. And that's a That's a place to explore as well, to get curious about. I'm so grateful for you tuning in and listening to these moments of inspiration. And I look forward to seeing how these continue to grow and expand and lead to a greater and greater ripple effect in the world. I send you all many blessings and I'm curious how we can all take more responsibility for our actions and our choices to contribute to the highest good of all. Namaste.
things my family did I am not the voices in my head I am not the pieces of the brokenness inside